This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast. I MetaShare. This is the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Thanks so much for joining us. Today, we are excited to welcome on Justin. What a story he's got. What an awesome adventure he's on and I'm so thrilled to be joining him in his adventure which we'll talk about in in just a moment but Justin is the the founder of Daddy Saturday uh the Daddy Saturday Foundation which in whose goal is to impact 10 million fathers in the next 10 years by equipping fathers with the knowledge and tools to raise good kids who become great adults and putting an end to the fatherless epidemic. And, and so he's the author, Justin is, uh, of the book, Daddy Saturday, How to Be an Intentional Dad to Raise Good Kids Who Become Great Adults. And we'll talk more about this in a little bit, but I'm teaming up with him on the Fatherhood Festival at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Check out fatherhoodfestival.com. Find out all the details. I'm going to be the, the host of the simulcast and so i'll be there but uh you'll be able to to watch and, and listen if you can't make it we encourage you to be there i want to see you there uh in canton uh but we'll also have that option for the streaming as well so uh fatherhoodfestival.com all right so justin's got just a great perspective on fatherhood and and really i asked him about fatherhood from basically three different angles the, the role his dad played in his life and his role had, and then the role that God plays in, in who God is as our father and, and who, you know, who he is in Justin's life uh, and how that affects his role as a dad and his understanding of fatherhood. And so uh, just some great conversation, a lot of good wisdom and memorable, easy, easy to grasp principles, concepts, encouragement for dads. And, and even for those of you that aren't dads, um, I think you'll uh, appreciate a lot of the, the insight that, that Justin has and, and also his heart to encourage men and fathers uh, into through Daddy Saturday and, and the work that Justin is doing. And so what's cool about the Fatherhood Festival, the whole family can be there. And, and so uh, you'll hear him talk about that uh, in just a moment. Well, before we jump in, you, you've been hearing me talk about MediShare since the fall, and so we, we've been thrilled to be able to continue to partner with MediShare. So MediShare is an affordable, reliable healthcare option that you can trust. And so you can check out MediShare.com slash unpacking it. 
and MetaShare is for every budget. And, and so if you're wondering, you know, all right, I got to make some, some changes to, to my healthcare uh, and, and figuring out, all right, there's got to be a better way than what I'm doing now. Check out MetaShare. Figure out if it's the right fit for your family. Uh, so if you're an individual, parent, small business owner, ministry leader, self-employed options for you. And, and so the best part, members on average save 50% or more on their healthcare costs. And so my family, we are members. And, and so we're thankful uh, to be a part of MetaShare and uh, encourage you to check out MetaShare.com slash unpacking it. Well, right now, we're going to welcome on Justin Back. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Unpacking it with Bryce Johnson. And joining us now on the MetaShare guest line is Justin Back. He is a faith-forward leader, a husband, a father of four, a publisher, a farmer, a TEDx speaker, a Spartan OCR athlete, and he is the founder of the Daddy Saturday Foundation. They are putting on a huge event called the Fatherhood Festival at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, taking place June 17th through the 19th. I'm excited to share that I'll be a part of this uh, event as well. And so Justin is, is a new friend of mine and, and thrilled to be partnering uh, with him on the Fatherhood Festival. Check out fatherhoodfestival.com. Justin, great to have you on the show. How are you? Bryce, I'm better than I deserve, man. It's good to be here. Good to see you. A- absolutely. So we're going to talk about your story and we're going to talk about fatherhood, but, but let's start with the festival because I just talked about it. It's fresh on both of our minds as, as we prepare. We're, we're getting close uh, to, the, to the big weekend. And, and so and to be a part of it, give them the, the, the main details and, and, and what they can expect uh, by being there June 17th through the 19th. Yeah, well, I'll take you back to the beginning of the entire uh, vision for the Fathered Festival. And it really starts with what you see behind me and, and the cover of my book. When I wrote Daddy Saturday and, and founded the organization, I was given this vision. It was a really bold vision that God gave me of dads and kids interacting in a big stadium, having fun, engaging in activities, and then taking that back to their homes or communities. Really a Malachi 4-6 moment, right? Connecting the heart of the father to the child and the child back to the father. And, and that's what the festival really became five years later. Did not know that it would be at the Hall of Fame and the Hall of Fame Village, but that is where it's at. It's at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium right there in Canton, Ohio. Uh, we have uh, Mike Singletary and Anthony Munoz as our ambassadors. And they are kicking things off June 17th, and then it carries through the 18th as well as the 19th. Uh, the 17th is a movie night in Tom Benson Stadium. We're showing American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kurt's doing a video for us. Unfortunately, it's his wife's birthday, so he can't be there live. He's got to take care of mama first. And then we uh, have the Underdog Awards that evening as well. We've got Derek Coleman, who is a uh, the first legally deaf um, offensive player in the history of the NFL, Seattle Seahawks running back, Super Bowl champion. Uh, he'll be there receiving one of the awards and helping present the awards, as well as Dave Stevens, who's a, a legless uh, man. He's got um, two young teenage sons. He's a broadcaster on ESPN a lot, does a lot of um, amazing things. He'll be there as well. So special moment there Friday evening, uh, really celebrating kids and individuals who've overcome obstacles to achieve success in life and watching an incredible movie in the stadium. And then Saturday is where it really all happens. Saturday on the 18th is um, the run into the stadium, through the tunnel. Families are going to be going crazy. We have the opening ceremony. We've got Rachel Barbo, former sports broadcaster, as our MC. 
We have all the athletes will be there. We've got right now over 20, uh, 25 different uh, athletes who are coming, um, Hall of Famers, NFL alumni, and some active players. It's going to be just an amazing opportunity at the beginning of the day. And then we roll into our stations. We've got the dad combine in the field, the dad zone, and the dad games. The dad combine is football drills and life skills. The dad zone is our interactive uh, activation area for our sponsors. And then the dad games are going to be a mix of inflatables, some Spartan race, uh, Spartan kids activations, and some tailgate games, which are sure to be fun. We move throughout the day and then we have a mom's huddle as well. So we can't leave out the moms. They've got some wellness some football 101, as well as some activities for keynote speakers they'll be having in the, in the club area for the moms. And then we all come back together that afternoon for the closing ceremony. We'll be doing the hall of fame dad awards, which will be another really special moment. We've got some incredible um, NFL dads as well as some dads from the community that will be celebrating. And then we do our overtime event, which is where uh, David Tyree will be, uh, talking about the catch that he made oh, in the yeah. Super Bowl to help the Giants win, uh, but also the greatest catch of his life, which was really um, giving his heart to Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And we'll be doing a, a gospel presentation as well as a, a blessing of the Father ceremony during that event as well. Again, just unbelievable experience in the middle of the Hall of Fame stadium. And then we wrap up that evening with a Jordan Davis concert, uh, famous for his song By Dirt with Luke Bryan going to be incredible and then we finally on sunday is a brunch and hall of fame tour to celebrate father's day there at the hall of fame so that is an action-packed weekend my friend you're gonna be there too which i'm yes. super excited to talk about as well and you know it's it's just a real it's a blessing a dream come true and a five-year vision that, that god is bringing to life man it's going to be awesome so fatherhoodfestival.com so encourage people to be there be there in 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 person but if you can't make it, and, and also if you're there in person, you bring your whole family. So you bring your kids, your wife. There's things for everybody to do, uh, which is awesome. But if you, if you can't make it for one reason or another, I'm going to be able to, to help you with that. So, so Justin, explain the, the setup for the simulcast and, and people being able to participate that way. Well, we really wanted to reach people all around the world, frankly, with this, this event and this opportunity. And so, again, one of the big visions was to be able to help dads be intentional and engage with their kids no matter where they are and use what they have around the house. That's the core principle of what Daddy Saturday really is at its core. It was me and my four kids in my backyard for eight or 10 hours on a Saturday while my wife was working. And that's what Daddy Saturday came from. So we want to replicate that and help other families do the same thing, but also bring uh, your incredible talents and some, some football players and, and athletes and celebrities into the mix as well. So simulcast will be live during the core event. So think opening ceremony, closing ceremony, on the day during Saturday, but then we're also going to break off and we're going to have families doing things in their home, engaging in scavenger hunts and some really amazing, unique activities using what they have around the house. So we've got some programming for those families at home. Um, and it's not just in the U.S. We've got a Daddy Saturday Kenya who's also going to be doing this. We're going to be blasting it out to Ukraine and Poland, mm. serving some of the families over there in the most recent conflict. And people all over the world will be able to join for free and watch the simulcast as well. And, and where do people go to sign up for that and, and access that? Yeah, so we haven't released it yet because we're trying to drive people to go there live, of course. It's gotcha. a good marketing yep. strategy. Uh, but as soon as that's available, um, we'll make that known. You can go to fatherhoodfestival.com um, to access that. So I point everybody there, and we will release it um, roughly three days before the event. Um, we will have that simulcast go live. So 14th of June 
the simulcast link will go live. You can sign up and then join. And then we'll of course promote that here at unpacking it. So, um, so exciting stuff. We're, we're thrilled to, to be a part of it and, and can't wait to, to be there and, and get back to the, the hall of fame. What a special, special place the pro football hall of fame is. I, I stopped uh, a quick story. The last time I was there was on my way to the app state Michigan game when app state beat Michigan. So uh, that was a special, special time for me. So I'll be going back that, that same paths, which is, uh, which is sweet. That's, that's hilarious, Bryce, because <laughs> I was, I'm a, I'm from Ohio, born and raised. I grew up a Buckeye ah, yeah. and I went to Clemson. And so I'm a tiger, you know, now is my, my core team. However, I would take one of my friends back every year for an Ohio state game, just so they could experience going to a Buckeye game from the South that had never been to Ohio state. And so the year we came up, that year was the year App State beat Michigan. So we stopped along the way, yes. bought App State shirts and wore them to the Ohio State, whoever they're playing game. And we were like the biggest hit at every tailgate all over Ohio State and Columbus because we had those App State shirts on. Because, you know, they don't care. They just hate Michigan regardless. That's right. We Yeah, App State, we, we sold a lot of uh, stuff out of our, our library at school or the, uh, the store, the team store or whatever, to people in Ohio. They were all buying it. I remember that. So, uh, so that, that's pretty cool. Well, Justin, so we're excited about Fatherhood Festival. Also want to just share your story and, and let people get to know you a little bit. And, and you and I are, are new friends. And, and so we, we just got connected recently. And, and so uh, I'm excited to hear, hear more of your, your story as well. And, and so I want to talk about your, your passion for fatherhood and, and look at it from a couple different angles. So, so first, what about growing up? What was your relationship with your your dad and, and what's your perspective from that standpoint? Yeah, I think like a lot of dads, you know, my dad wanted to just do more for me and for my sister than had been done for him. And he had a pretty rough childhood growing up and there was divorce and um, just, you know, mixed family. And and he really kind of was the, the oldest male in the family. And so he didn't get a lot, didn't have a lot and just had some really difficult moments in his youth growing up. And so you know, he, one of the things he did for me was he spent a ton of quality time with me. I mean, the amount of time in the backyard playing football and playing baseball and throwing batting practice. And he coached all my teams and he only missed like one game, my entire um, career, not wow. just like high school career, like my, my entire career. Um, and it's cause he got to fly in the plane with um, Bowling Green to go when they played Alabama, which is a pretty cool deal, but it happened to be the same night that I started varsity football for the first time I got called up. So he picked a bad one to miss, uh, but dad was there for, for a lot of the events. Um, so we had a great relationship growing up and my dad and I are still close to this day. I would say the one thing and, and all fathers leave a wound for their children. You know, mm. every father leaves their kids, the father wound. And um, mine is, is around results. And my dad was very much results based with me. And so my performance on the field dictated the love and affirmation that I got from my father growing up. And a lot of times, um, you know, if I didn't perform up to his standard or what he thought, um, then he just, was was withdrawn or distant or non-emotional or even sounds like wouldn't even be there if he was really upset just because he didn't want to confront me and you know we we struggled with that for quite a while and even in my young adulthood for a period of time i was a, a striver and achiever and i sought those kind of results from other males in my life coaches you know bosses things of that nature until i realized that it's about the relationship not the results and that's what i turned to my kids and say we're going to get ice cream after the game whether you strike out or you hit a home run I the love point it. is really magnify a relationship because that's what our heavenly father does ultimately right i mean he is a not a results-based father um clearly through the relationship he has with the son jesus and so 
you know, we, we try to base that same principle on that. And it's been really good because it's a healing conversation for my dad and I. We've had really good conversations around it. And I've caught myself, it's called epigenetics, right? Following in the footsteps of our, our parents and our grandparents, a lot of things get passed down and it's more than just our DNA. And I was doing those same things early on with some of our kids when they started playing competitive sports. And I recognized that, I caught it and was able to flip it and do it differently with my own children. So great relationship with my dad. And you know, a lot of people when they hear my story and hear what I do, they think like I grew up fatherless or I was abused or I had this bad dad or I was a foster kid or something. And that wasn't the case at all. Um, God clearly called me up for a different reason. Amen. Absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm in a similar situation where I had a great dad growing up, but I'm also passionate about kids that don't have that, that, that to, to be able to experience that. And so that's why we were involved with, with Man Up Charlotte uh, last year and so excited to be uh, a, a part of the, the fatherhood festival this year. So I've, I've got a heart for it as well, but, but I've got a wonderful dad who I still have a, a great relationship with, uh, to this day. And, and so that doesn't, so just because you have a passion for, for dads and fatherhood doesn't have to, to be that, but I think it also gives us an opportunity to, to show what, it, you know, what it can look like. And, and even in, like you talk about, there, there are shortfalls that we all have, uh, with our own dad and then us as fathers are, ourselves. And so along those lines, let's talk about you as a dad and, and the journey that, that you've been on with four kids. Take us back to when you became a dad, your first child. How did that change your life? <laughs> well, it was our daughter, Hayden Olivia. And at the time, uh, my wife had left teaching and was opening a bridal store in Charlotte, North Carolina, not far from where you are. Yeah. And we were uh, lived in the in the just over the state line in South Carolina at the time. And our daughter, um, was born. I was in corporate pharmaceuticals and it really changed my perspective on you know, the amount of um, selfishness that I had because you know you get married and we were a year and a half, two years into our marriage. And so it, it had lightened up a lot because now I had a responsibility for my, my wife, but then you have that first child and it really flips everything upside down because you realize that they are totally dependent upon you. They need everything from you. And yet um, they really can't give anything back to you at that point when they're a newborn and it changes everything, like the ability to have a routine and to have some of the habits and rituals you had in the past, like all this stuff gets blown up. So it was a great awakening for me. And like most parents, you're kind of going, there's, we read some books, but there's really no good explanation for how to do this, or there's no real playbook for how to be you know, an effective dad at the time. And so, you know, I was uh, challenged with that, like most dads are, and you just figure it out, like on the fly and, you know, it became a, a game. It's how fast can I change a diaper and kind of set a, a record, right, for <laughs> Feeding my own time at diaper changing and things of that nature. So we had fun with it. And then fast forward, right? You had three more boys to the mix every two years. And now we've got a family of four kids and, and everything changes because you go from that one-on-one -on -one where you're solely focused on one child to now it's all about the, the family dynamic. I mean, you're mm. like even beyond zone defense at that point. Sure. And you know, you're just, it's full court press. So you're trying to isolate four kids who have different personalities and different needs and different stages of life. And, you're teaching some, you're training others, and it's no, don't touch it because it's hot, but then others, it's like, no, don't touch that because, and you got to explain that and, you know, give the future forward component of it. So the whole matrix change, and then you have the interactions between the kids, because then you get them one-on-one, -on -one, and they're amazing, then they're all together, and then it's picking and fighting and poking and prodding and doing what, you know, especially brothers do. And, and we love that, though. That's what we wanted. We wanted a big family, and so we look at that as a blessing, not a burden, um, my assignment, not an inconvenience. And that really is what started my attitude towards Daddy Saturday. Ah, that's that's neat. That That's really cool. And and so as far as over the years, you know, growing as a dad, what have been the 
the wins, what have been some of the the losses and lessons learned and, and the growth areas throughout the journey? Yeah, I'd say a couple of things. So the first thing that I have a challenge with is my my personality is I'm like an all in person. I have a really high personal velocity. And so I run at a wide open pace all the time. And and so what happens is it's easy to leave your family behind in that context. Right. I jump into something, even Daddy Saturday. I did it for a period of time where I told my wife I was going to write a book and she was all in on it. Thought it was amazing. And it's going to launch this nonprofit that was going to help change the world. But it's just going to start with our family and our community. And all of a sudden I was around the world and doing all this stuff with it. And I look back and I realized that, you know, I was at the, the 70 yard line and my family's still sitting back at the 10 going, man, like you just took off like a rocket and we're still part of this thing. But like you just you just go at a different velocity. And so running at the pace of your people mm. is a very critical thing that I learned. And it really goes back to when you think about when Jacob was meeting Esau again for the first time after years of separation. Esau's like, come back to my land, Jacob. And he goes, man, if I go at your pace, my flocks and my kids are going to die. And, you know, that was the awakening God gave me at that moment in my life where I recognized that in work and fitness and, and, and finances, I mean, in a lot of things, I just, I do things wide open. And so I always have to be cautious of running at the pace of my people. And sometimes that means slowing down. Sometimes it means being more patient. Sometimes it just means being more aware of that or communicating better to make sure that we are on the same page and that we're still walking together in the journey. Because at the end of the day, if you sprint through the race and you get there by yourself, you didn't win. Right. And I think that's where a lot of men in particular struggle because they're winning at work, but they're not winning at home. Mm. And that pacing is a really big part of that. And how are you maintaining that pace? So that was one thing. Another real key area was uh, far more is caught than taught. And I recognized early on that I can sit there and try and teach my kids until I'm I'm blue in the face and I beat it over their heads a hundred times and they don't hear it. You know, you can tell them something a hundred times and somebody else will come along and tell them something once and they, they treat it as gold, like it's gold standard. And I'm like, I've said that a hundred times. And, you know, Bryce comes and says it and they believe it. Yeah. So that's really important. It's also important to look at your actions, right? I mean, you think about today with our cell phones, how are we using technology? Your kids are watching every bit of that. They're going to use technology just like you do. Mm. If you're always on your phone and you're, you're not engaged and present when you're around them or other people, they're going to be the same way and they're going to abuse technology and you're setting as an example. That's one area, right? There's many of those things and your work ethic, your character, how you do little things. Like you tell your kids to make your bed. Do you make your own bed? Right. Mm -hmm. They look in your bedroom, your bed's a mess, but you're yelling at them to make theirs. Like doesn't work. Um, Same thing. If you lose your temper, which I do from time to time, you know, and you're telling them to not lose their temper, to be calm and controlled, but you're doing the same thing. Like doesn't work. So, Far more is caught than taught is another great lesson. And the last one I'll share is that it's important not to be your kid's hero. It's important to be their guide instead. And you know, this is this is an important principle because especially on Father's Day, there's so much talk about, you know, dad as hero, get the, the T-shirt and the dad mug. And I have no issue with that. I mean, there's a lot of books and theory written about it. And I think it's great. But listen, you are your kid's hero and you always will be because you're their dad. Um, it's important for them to become their own hero of their own story. And here's why, because ultimately Jesus is their hero and you got to point them towards him. Mm. But if they're not the hero of their own story, the challenge becomes, then they don't experience success or failure more importantly on their own with you, they're guiding them through it. I think that's the problem we've seen in the most recent generations is that they haven't been allowed to fail and fail when they're young, when the consequences are inconsequential, right? Failure at eight is way different than failure at 28. And so when you position yourself as your kid's guide, you're there to guide them through that process. If they fall off their bike and skin their knee, you're there to pick them up and help them not to do it again. But they learned 
the hard way, but they learned an important lesson at a stage in life when it, when it matters most. And then when you do that, you lower your pride and your ego. And guess what that does? It allows other men to come into your kids' lives who have expertise and insight and can teach them in areas that you don't have, give them experiences you can't give them. My prime example was one of my mentors, he's a great deep sea fisherman. He's been deep sea fishing his whole life. We lived in Charleston. My kids wanted to go deep sea fishing. I grew up in Ohio on lakes and streams. So I'd be shipwrecked and catch no fish, right? If I took him out by myself, but I get Dr. Clay, my mentor, he takes the kids out. We catch a bunch of fish. We have an absolute blast. He's such an expert. It was an amazing experience. And I got to zoom out and watch my kids interact with someone else. And I learned more about my kids in that afternoon because of being able to watch them and observe them than I did about being in it and being on it. So sometimes, you know, being engaged and being present can be even better when you're zooming out and just observing your kids. That's encouraging. A lot of good nuggets in there and, and appreciate your, uh, your perspective on that. And, and so then the, the third kind of angle to look at fatherhood from and the most important angle uh, is, is spiritually speaking, biblically speaking. And, and so you mentioned God, the father. And, and so I'm curious, your view of God, even going into to fatherhood, how that affected your, your role as a dad. And, and then even now becoming a, a dad, how that's affected your understanding of God the Father. Yeah, well, you know what? It's it's really changed and, and evolved over time. I like think it's part of my my spiritual maturity, everybody's spiritual maturity process, but many people have a distorted view and they don't really see God as their father. Mm-hmm. And so for me, mm-hmm. is when I really changed that perspective. And I talk to him like he's my dad now. We have that kind of a conversation. And I use a, a principle called two chairs by a guy named Bob Bodine. He wrote this phenomenal book. Yeah. And it's five minutes a day. You sit in one chair, God sits in the other. And actually the whole Trinity ends up showing up. But you just talk to God like he's your dad. You listen for, you talk for, for one minute, you listen for four. And those four minutes aren't really like silence. It's more like, um, hey, God, hey, Dad, uh, you're, you asked me to put on this big fatherhood festival, and I got to fill 5,000 seats, and we're nowhere near that right now. So, you know, how are you going to do that? Um, I need your help. What do we need to do here? Mm-hmm. Right? And, like, that's the conversation. And, and he's able to pour into me, and, and it's that father-son relationship that the Bible speaks so clearly about. And you know, that has really changed my relationship with my heavenly father is when I truly viewed him as my father in that capacity and the needs that he can provide as a father, right? He's a provider, he's a protector, he's a leader, he's a helper, he's a coach, he's, a, um, he's, he's an encourager, he's a friend, right? All those roles that, that a dad plays, that's what our heavenly father does and wants for us. That's what he played for his own son and for others um, through his word. And so that view has really been cemented in my in my life, and I, I hope to help others see that. And why that's important, Bryce, is because as a dad, you are the window to your kids for what their heavenly father, who he is and what his characteristics are. And so like with my father, I was very results-based, right? And so guess how I viewed my heavenly father? It was all about doing things for God. And I was always trying to, to, to prove myself or accomplish things for God. And he's like, what are you doing? I just want you to do it with me, right? Like That's it's right. about the relationship. Like, what are you trying to prove? Do you, you have nothing to prove to me? My love is unconditional. Um, if you have a, a child who was a foster child or they didn't have a father, right? Abandonment may be their issue. So that the window that lens they're looking at their heavenly father through is often tied to their earthly father. And that's why that, that role is so important for us as earthly fathers or as a father figure in a kid's life who doesn't have a father to be able to not be perfect, but be present and display those characteristics that our Heavenly Father displays so they can have that right relationship. So powerful. I uh, love that. That's excellent. And, and then what about day-to-day as a dad? 
how does your 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 faith and, and dependence on on your heavenly Father and and your Lord and Savior Jesus following Him daily, you know, keep you going as a dad? How do you look to Him as a, in that in that role, uh, you know, to be a Christ-centered dad? I think it all starts with Him, right? He asks for our first and our best, not just in our finances, but in our day as well. And so when I wake up first thing, I drink a glass of water, and I I come out and I open my Bible and I sit down and I read his word. I read through the Bible in a year, every year. So I'm on that plan. And then I spend time doing my two chairs and, and with the Lord. And there's times where I may have a busy morning or something may come up or, you know, gets disrupted. And so I'm not perfect about that, but then it's just no zero days. So I get that time in with him at some other point during the day. But I, I typically, you know, 90 plus percent of the time start my day that way. So I am, I'm connecting to the source before I, to the heavenly father, before I do go try to be a father. Because then the next thing I do is I see my kids, I wake them up and I spend time with them first thing in the morning before I go off into work. And we typically engage in some form of um, exercise. We do these hill walks every morning up and down our hill. It's about a quarter mile down and back. The top's really steep. On Wednesdays, we do what's called heavy day hump day because I believe in doing something hard before you start your day. Um, that's really important to, to make happen. And if you overcome something hard at the beginning of your day, when you overcome, come up against an obstacle, right, you know how to get through that. On Wednesdays, it's really interesting because um, my kids carry sandbags. I have a 100-pound sandbag on my back, and they carry these sandbags um, on their chest. And um, there's weight to it because sometimes life's really hard. But along the way, I'll reach down, and I'll grab one of their sandbags and say, can I carry that for a minute? And they say, sure, Dad. So I'll take it from them. And I still have mine on my back. And that's where we talk about, you know, God's yoke is not heavy as burden is light. But you got to let them take the burden, uh-huh. right? If you try and carry it by yourself, you keep carrying the weight. But if you give it to him or you ask for forgiveness— and you repent, then that's how that process happens. And so it's a physical demonstration. We do devotionals. We talk about life, um, have fun, look at the cows. But it's a good way, uh, as an example, right, of eight or ten minutes a day where I've now connected with my Heavenly Father. Now I'm actually pouring that back into my kids. Of What did God say to me that morning through his word, through our time together? And now what can I share with my kids? And I'll tell you, Bryce, it's been an amazing small thing really small thing that anybody can do. You don't have to have a hill. You don't have to have sandbags. You can walk around the school. You can walk around your house. I don't care. Walk down the street, spend time in the car together, but you can use that time intentionally as a way to channel what your heavenly father shares with you as a father back to your kids. That's it. The other thing that's really big is I'm asking for forgiveness. I make mistakes all the time. Um, There are times where I literally can read God's word and have conversation with him. And then like two minutes later, um, be upset and be raising my voice at one of my kids. And I'm like, how does that even happen? I was just reading God's word, just spending time with God. And now I'm yelling at one of my kids. Like, you know, it's not supposed to work that way, um, but it does. Right. And so then it's, it's about sitting down and asking for forgiveness and making the relationship right. And knowing that you're not perfect, but your heavenly father is and pointing your kids back to that. Right there with you. Listening is not, not in as, as well. And uh, gosh, that's encouraging. And as far as the uh, the 100 pound bag of sand, not not sure I can handle that, but but you can. And and so you're a, a Spartan race guy. Uh, so how did you you get into that? And you you alluded to being an athlete uh, growing up, but but when did you make that transition to to being a, a Spartan athlete? Well, I think for me, I, I've always stayed in shape, and and I'm a pretty fit guy. And people ask me, like, you know, how do you stay in such? A, I'm 41 now, so like, how are you such good shape in your 40s? And I'm like, uh, I just never stopped. Like, I've been doing this for 25 years consistently and never taking a break. Right? That's how that happens. So, you know, no zero days, just doing a little bit of something every single day and staying in shape. And then a couple of years ago, back in 2017, I was um, 
in New York for a big conference and I was interviewing uh, Joe DeSena, the founder of Spartan. And when I was interviewing Joe, it was about doing a book together. And uh, he said, well, if you want to work together, you got to do one of my races. Ah. And I said, well, cool, I'll do that. That sounds like fun. So, you know, mud, barbed wire and, and monkey bars sounds like a good time. So I did one in Spartanburg, <laughs> South Carolina, my first one in uh, November of 2017 and just had an absolute blast. I loved the race. I thought I was going to die. Um, but I got done. And I felt this huge sense of accomplishment and like this overwhelming just desire to do that again, to experience that pain for some odd reason all over again. And so I was hooked after that first race. And so I began to train and, and compete and did nationals a couple of years ago and really had a great time with it. And it's just one of those things where it's become a lifestyle for me, where I believe in a lot of the, the Spartan um, components, the Spartan way, if you will, where um, for example, in Spartan kids, they're the medals the kids get when they finish the race, they earned not given. And, you know, I believe that outside of um, our faith, uh, most things in life are earned, not given. Right. And, and, and so kids today are often entitled mm. and they don't work for what they want to achieve and they expect things to be handed to them. And so, you know, that philosophy is very different. And in our family, it's with technology. You have to earn technology. You just don't, we just don't give it to you. We don't do it during the week. And if you want to watch technology in the weekends, you still got to earn it. So did you, did you read, did you do your chores? Did you do some exercise? And then at that point, then cool, you can have some technology as long as it's still appropriate. You know, those are things that I've learned from Spartan. And then the other thing is it just really takes the lid off of what you think is possible. So oftentimes our minds tell our bodies what they can do. And you realize your body is capable of far more than your mind will allow. When you do a Spartan race, it really challenges that paradigm. And, and I've been able to do that personally and pass it on to my kids and, and many others. And so it's, a, it's been a gift and something that I really enjoy. And it also gives me something to train for. So I'm not just working out to work out. That's inspiring. It get, it, at least for me to get off the couch watching sports to, to, to do something. So, uh, so that's awesome. And you, you, you started working out or playing sports and never stopped. I like, I like that uh, mentality. That's, uh, that's encouraging especially for our listeners who I'm sure are more like me and, and we, we, watch, we watch more TV and, and games than, uh, than actually participating ourselves. So, uh, so it's, a good, it's a good challenge for us to, to consider. Uh, well, Justin, gosh, we, we could talk all day and, and so much wisdom and encouragement uh, for, for us and, and especially those of us as, as dads. Uh, I've got young girls, so almost three and uh, almost 10 months. So, I'm a little bit, little bit behind behind you as far as the, the ages go, but but putting putting some things in the back in the back of my mind to be able to utilize when, when they get a, a little bit older for sure. Um, but I guess the kind of the final uh, thing we'll we'll leave with, and, and you mentioned the big vision that that God gave you. Uh, why don't why don't we hit on that one more time and, and just kind of leave with with sharing your your heart for for fathers as we. Get ready for the Fatherhood Festival, June 17th through the 19th, fatherhoodfestival.com, uh, but also your vision that, that, that God laid on your heart. Well, I think I would encourage all the listeners um, to, to do this. I would encourage all of you to um, write your obituary and sit down and look at the end of your life and forecast that out and let God really write that with you. And, you know, what is it that he wants you to do? What is your, your calling, your purpose in life? And it, it goes beyond your one year, your five year and your 10 year goals. It goes beyond your bank account. It goes into like, what is your true legacy? And when I did that, it was to, to leave the single biggest impact in the space of fatherhood than any person that's, that's alive during my generation. And I was like, wow, like, how am I going to do that? How can I carry a fatherhood mantle at that level? And, 
And then you know, that was really through the obituary and then breaking that down. And then it's the second piece is write your one word purpose statement. So the purpose of my life is to what's the one word and mine's to connect. And Malachi 4, 6 is my life verse. So how to follow the father, the child connected back to the child and the father again. And so, you know, it, it ties in there. So everything I do is about connection. And when I'm in my sweet spot, when I'm operating at that level, that's when God's really using me is through my connection ability. So what is that for you? And if, if you can tune into those two things, it's immensely helpful because then when God does bring that vision and when you, you show that you're ready to be able to handle it, then it's just really about acting out on your purpose. So for me, all I did is connect the dots and do what I do well, which is connecting. And I connected with the Hall of Fame Village and connected with some Hall of Famers and connected with some sponsors and connected with you. And like, right, it's just a series of connections and I'm following what the Lord's calling me to do in that process. And, and that vision that started as a small seed of, of a stadium filled with dads and kids playing so much so that I put it on the cover of my book, not knowing what to do with it, uh, is now a reality at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio, June 17th through 19th coming up. So it's just proof that God does have a plan and a purpose for us. Um, oftentimes we just need to identify it and be ready for it when it comes. And then and go for it. And let, let's go for it. Justin, excited to continue to link arms with you, and and so glad we got to to share your your heart and and vision with our our listeners today on unpacking it. And so keep up the great work. You're an inspiration to me, and uh, we're we're just getting getting things started. So again, FatherhoodFestival.com and uh, also JustinBat.com. You can keep up with with Justin uh, moving forward as well. So thanks so much, Justin. Appreciate you being on unpacking it today. Thanks, Bryce. Appreciate all you're doing as well. Great show. All right, there's Justin Bat joining us here on the MediShare guest line, author of Daddy Saturday. So check out the book as well, uh, anywhere books are found. So we appreciate Justin being a part of Unpacking It today. Sharing the personal side of sports, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. What a passionate exciting leader and and so i'm excited to to be able to team up with them and and i'm, I'm so excited that he was here today and i hope you really uh took a lot out of that interview uh so much uh, just richness in there uh for all of us and and especially for those of us uh that that are blessed enough to be dads and and what a what a role that is the, the most challenging rewarding wonderful difficult uh, role that, that that we have, but the the two big takeaways for me today, uh, one in in regards to our heavenly Father, I love how Justin put it, just saying when we pray and, and talk to God, you know, hey Dad, what what do I do in this situation? Hey, I'm overwhelmed in this situation. What what would you advise? Hey, hey God, I got it, Dad. I, you know, go on God or Dad, however you communicate with him, but viewing him in that in that way of the perfect dad. And so it's not who we are as dads or who we had as I mean, not perfect. My dad's not perfect. So it's viewing God as a perfect dad and going to him with that approach. And Hey dad, I need you. I need you here. Hey dad, I just want you to know how much I care about you. Hey dad, I, I want you to know I love you. Hey dad, I want to, I want to make you proud today. Hey, I want to follow your, your, your plans for me today. And, and so I just love that, that reminder and, and that approach and, and sometimes, yeah, I think we lose, we lose the opportunity. We don't take advantage of that, that wonderful opportunity to be with God as his son and, and daughter and, and to just be 
Hey, 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 dad. Hey, dad. That's, that's the simplicity of my takeaway today. I just love that. Hey, dad, here, here's what, here's what I need you today. Here, here's where I'm, I'm searching. Sometimes it can, I think it makes God more personal, more available because often misguided in this, uh, but we, we mistakenly think, well, God's too distant. He's too far, far away. Uh, but he's right there with us. Just, just like that perfect dad is present. He's there for us. He only wants, you know, what's best. And, and sometimes we think we know what's best. You know, I got my almost three-year-old daughter. She, she thinks she's got all the answers, of course. Uh, but, but I only want what's best for her. I, I want her to go to bed so she can get rest. I want her to eat well so that she can stay healthy, right? I want her to get clean so she can get hurt off from the day to take a bath. Um, all those kind of things. And that, you know, viewing, understanding God in that, in that way, uh, I think is, is really powerful when we, when we truly grasp it. He's right there with us. He's our, he's our dad. Uh, gosh, it's cool. It's really, really cool. So I, I appreciate Justin's thought on that. And then also the, the practical takeaway in regards to fatherhood for me, hearing him talk about understanding the, the right pace for your family. And, and knowing what your family needs in regards to pace. And, and I, th- I think that's, that's tricky. That's, you got to evaluate, okay, I'm running and gunning. I'm going too fast. I'm trying to do too much. I need to slow down because it's best for my family. Or, okay, maybe we've been too lazy as a family and we need to pick up the pace a little bit. We need to get out there. We need to get back uh, in the rhythm of whatever that may be for each. A lot of people got out of the rhythm of church or hanging out with people or having people over uh, to your house or having people over for dinner or going to the park in your neighborhood or whatever that may be, picking up the pace a little bit. We've gotten a little little lazy, a little sluggish, a little too, maybe too to build your core family. and, And obviously that's where you want to invest your time and those dinners with just your core family are so valuable on a regular basis, but then being able to incorporate, uh, you know, some extra stuff and, and extra people to, to pour into your kids' lives and for you to experience that friendship and for me to experience that friendship with other people and neighbors and people from church and all those different things. Uh, I think that factors into the pace of play uh, or pay, pace of play, uh, the pace of life and the, the pace of, uh, of your family. Um, but I think as, as dads, sometimes our, our pace is driven by work, do as much as we can. Uh, I'm definitely guilty of that. Oh, I got to slow down. I got to slow down the pace, slow down the pace so that my wife is alongside me. Not, not, I'm not running up ahead. I'm not, I'm not running without my family. So that was, that was an honest, uh, takeaway from, from Justin and him sharing that and making those adjustments and, you know, involved his kids are, how involved he is with his kids. They're involved with him, uh, on a day-to-day basis that was that was encouraging as well so great stuff from justin uh one more time fatherhoodfestival.com check it out and and we'll we'll keep you posted on that as as unpacking it is is partnering with this event june 17th through the 19th so thank you for listening today i'm bryce i'm a sports fan who follows jesus i believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin he was resurrected and through faith i've been saved by his grace I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MetaShare. For more information about the show, our events in Charlotte, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. 
We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.